Welcome to Square Circle Journal's Ringside Roundings. I'm going to do what I've been doing lately, and I'm going to try to keep that going. I think I've missed a episode here or there. Uh, probably SmackDowns. I don't think I uh, did SmackDown. But I'm going to do the pre-show and the post-show thoughts for the events this week. And uh, once again, uh, we're starting off a fresh week right here with Monday Night Raw. So, yeah pre-show thoughts uh you know it's it's a difficult pre-show thought for me right now because there were so many like leaks on twitter uh since monday night raw was pre-recorded this week um but you know it is what it is uh uh, give us some thoughts here you know the uh concept and idea behind this week's raw was continuing the nxt invasion but this time you know, we get NXT UK because we're over in the United Kingdom. We're over in England. I believe it's uh, London tonight, maybe. Um, so, yeah, we get NXT UK invasion, quote unquote. What does that mean? Well, I'm not sure, to be honest with everybody. Uh are we going to get NXT UK at the pay-per-view too at Survivor Series? Are they going to be involved somehow? I hope so. But uh, I'm not holding my breath. I think, um, you know, the probably the biggest uh, surprise, I guess, if you want to call it that, coming out of all these leaks, is that we're getting Walter for the first time ever on Monday Night Raw. Imperium in full force. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure to what degree. I know we're going to get Walter versus Seth Rollins. And I think everybody is excited for that because that means Rollins gets punished. Um, hopefully, hopefully they don't hold Walter back. They don't water him down. A little diet Walter. A little Walter Light. Hopefully we don't get that. Hopefully they just let Walter go out and do what he does. Because um, that's the best thing uh, they could possibly do. Honestly, that's what's best for business. Is uh, let Walter be Walter. And if that's the case, holy shit. What a wake-up call for Seth Rollins. Um Someone who considers himself the best in the world. Working for the best company in the world. Well, you know, now it's really a chance to prove it against Walter. You talk about one of the best in the world. Walter is, uh, he's humble. 
he's uh, you know recently posted on Twitter about uh, uh, you know, working with uh, gosh I believe uh, was it Dragon Gate or Zero One or someone like that uh, Daisuke however you pronounce it Daisuke um, and how much he learned from him and I thought that was a really nice little touch you know it's it's good to be humble in wrestling uh, because you're always learning you know you're always learning you're always uh, supposed to be learning you know there's something that you don't know out there at any given moment and um, I think for someone like Seth Rollins who maybe he is humble and he just working Twitter like a troll for his character I don't know that that really makes any sense since he's supposed to be a babyface but who knows who knows anymore this postmodern era of wrestling um so we're supposed to get that i'm assuming that's going to be the main event uh if they were smart i don't know if they are they could do it at the top of the show for all i know uh we'll see uh the other leaked info was uh charlotte and becky challenging for the women's tag titles and um already seeing people lose their shit over this one i can't imagine when this airs uh how people are gonna lose it i really can't i mean you got the becky stands and the charlotte stands and i'm sure they're gonna love it i don't know if they're actually are gonna do a tag title change uh, but if we flash back to last week you had charlotte and natty wrestling the women's tag champs non-title and Natty Neidhart tapping out Asuka. So I, I noted last week I was super confused coming into this match. I turned it on late and uh, I didn't know if it was for the tag titles or not for the tag titles. Um, it was just awkward all around, in my opinion. Not the wrestling aspect per se, uh, but it was just awkward booking. And then you have Asuka tap. Of all people. Um, yeah, I don't know. Strange, strange, strange. And then apparently that means Charlotte and Becky get a tag title shot. I don't know how that comes about. That because Natty tapped Asuka, somehow Becky gets into the fray. I would assume the Kabuki Warriors take Natty out somehow. And, you know, backstage perhaps, parking lot. And, and that brings Becky into the mix. I don't know. I don't know how this works. Uh, yeah, I don't know. WWE booking, they could just have them go out there, no excuses or anything, and just book this match and straight out left field and strap Charlotte and Becky, and this is somehow going to lead to a big match, I would assume, at Royal Rumble. Somehow you have Charlotte and Becky go out there and then they're tag champs for X amount of time before they drop it back to Kabuki Warriors or whoever. And uh, the other one blames the other one and then somehow you're going to get a feud out of this. I'm presuming Charlotte would turn heel. Um, that's how it would typically be done. Um 
I don't know. I mean, this is this is one of those things where there's so much history between Charlotte and Becky. Do you need the tag title run? Do you I mean, how do you do this? I mean, we haven't seen Charlotte and Becky bonded. You know what I mean? Um and I say that because it's not like a rock stone cold situation where they've feuded to such a degree and had such promos and had such uh, fights and bloodbath between each other that we have this unregulated history that runs so deep. If we're talking about Becky and Charlotte, and I know all the Johnny Come Latelys are going to say, oh, but they were in NXT and da 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 da. And like, that's great. That's really great. Um, but it's not the same depth. It really isn't. Because, you know, uh, when you had like Stone Cold and Triple H and Rock and Foley, these were guys who went to hell and back together every week, two times a week. Uh, and. <sighs> There, there was such depth to their characters, to their relationships, back and forth, and all this other stuff. That's not there with Becky and Charlotte. Uh, so just a, a one-off tag team of sorts. Like it to me, that doesn't just give them a reason. Okay, well, let's just go through the motions. One-off tag team. And then somebody will turn on somebody at some point, and then we'll establish a feud. I, I need more from Charlotte and Becky. And, um, you know, a couple promos in the buildup is not going to do it for me, I'll be honest. You know, if, if we're just getting a Becky promo here and a Charlotte promo there, I need more. And I I think this is the problem with the women's division as a whole. I need more. I need more. I need to hear more. I need to see more. I need to have Charlotte having these one-off 30-minute clinics with Dana Brooke or whoever. Okay. Um, And the reason why I say that is we need a women's show. Flat out, point blank. You want to give NXT two hours on on USA, that's great. You want to get rid of 205, whatever. Give us a women's show an hour long on the network. That's all I'm asking. You want to feature them on on USA and, and Fox as well, that's great. No complaints here. But what you're giving us on the main roster every week is just not enough. It's not enough to build storylines. It's not enough to even have your main female talent showcased. It really isn't. We need a women's show, one hour, two hours on the network, focused primarily on the women, building characters, building a main event, building a mid card, building an upper card, building a lower card, building the tag titles. You know, you have so many women talent between NXT, SmackDown, and Raw. You could put on a great show of only women talent. 
The world's ready for it. The fan base is ready for it. To quote Batista, give us what we want. You know, if you if you want Charlotte and Becky to be their nth degree self, if you want them to lead the product, you've got to give them the ball. And that's not, you know, we've given Becky the ball and she's champion and see what she can do with it. No, if you're going to do that, you got to let her lead the show. Okay, you can't you can't have her running second best to her little boyfriend and anybody else on the roster. You got to give her the ball and let her lead the show. So you need to dedicate a women's show for the women. Let it, Let them get it out there. Let them... Show us what they can do. You can't say here, uh, we're going to have Dana Brooke versus uh, Natty Nightheart. You got six minutes, gals. What can you do in six minutes? You know, or you got three minutes or whatever. You know, you got you to gotta give them some time. You got to give them the ball. You give them the show. Let them take some reins over and, and get to it. Anyway, it's my little diatribe tribe right there. Um, what else can we expect? I'm assuming we're going to get some Survivor Series announcements. Um, coming off of SmackDown, the Revival is now out. And the New Day is in in the Triple Threat tag match. So it's going to be New Day... Uh, Undisputed Era and uh, the Viking Raiders whatever the hell they're called Uh, which I think is a worse match honestly Uh, I would rather see the Revival in there I think the big problem there and I think everybody else agrees they'd rather see the Revival there the big problem is the Viking Raiders haven't been established as this humongous face tag team you got Undisputed, you got Revival, and then you look to the face corner and you got the guys that have been fighting jobbers. And some weeks they're face and some weeks they're heel. And what do you do? So uh, I, I think in that regard, it's a good idea. Strap New Day because they're an over-face tag team. That's, all right. But in my opinion, I would have gone and uh, probably taken the title off the Viking Raiders. Um uh, and I guess the question there would be, who would you have strapped? But I don't know. You know, you strap Street Profits, uh, Ryder and Hawkins. It's that's a tough call because they haven't really pushed any big face tag teams uh, on Monday Night Raw. I guess you could have gone and, and strapped a couple of faces. Uh, from the main roster, you know, as as far as like, uh, you know, maybe Ricochet and Cedric Alexander or somebody, you, they could have done something like that. Um, what else is in store? I don't know. I, I expect we'll get an announcement for a uh, three-way dance between the IC US and North American championships. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're not going to get it for the world. The world belts. We're not going to get Universal. We already know Universal is going to be Brock versus Ray. Uh, 
I don't did was it announced on SmackDown what was going on with the Universal Championship? I mean WWE Championship with Brock versus Ray. Uh, Universal Championship, I have no idea who they're going to have the Fiend face. I'm not sure if it was announced on SmackDown yet or not. Um, yeah, so I mean, there's that. Uh, I don't expect Adam Cole, Bay Bay, to uh, be fighting Brock or Bray or any form thereof. That uh, maybe as uh, uh, heading up a team. NXT or something. I don't know. Um, but here's the thing is like we're still getting war games that weekend. The night before, we're still getting war games. So I'm I'm not sure what all they're gonna do as far as uh Survivor series and war games and and having guys on both shows, you know. Uh, so it'll be interesting. What are they gonna do with NXT UK then? is the big question. Um, I would really hope that since we're over in, in the UK that they would really use NXT UK as an invasion angle. Um, so far, what we got like these past few weeks uh, besides the SmackDown invasion was some really petty shit. You know, it was just, hey, we're going to have Seth versus Rollins. Or Seth Rollins versus Adam Cole. Besides that, like, what else was really an invasion angle? You know? Um, so, NXT UK, hopefully we get a big invasion angle. Um, personally, if it was me, I, I think I would have NXT UK and invade and kind of get stomped. Uh, nothing is NXT UK, but... Um, if, if people don't know NXT, they're definitely not going to know NXT UK. You got a lot of smaller guys coming in from NXT UK. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I would start the show off. Maybe two tag teams out there. And uh, NXT UK come out and, and get stomped into the ground. Um, and then maybe pull out like a couple of your bigger guys have them come out and make a statement. Maybe, you know, the, like Joe Coffee and whoever else. Um, whatever that other big guy's name is. Can't think of it right now. Uh, of course, you're going to have Imperial make their own statement. Uh, I, I think that's, you know, I would have another big brawl and Imperium come out and clear the ring would be a good touch because you got Walter who's just a freaking badass um, then you have Rollins come out issue the challenge uh, I doubt that's going to happen I even that's going to happen I think they'll just have Imperium show up and that's going to be it uh, that's just a feeling I get from, from what we've seen already you know maybe at the end of the show they have NXT UK pour out and then Raw hit the ring again and um, this invasion angle has been very light. It's been very um, motivated to show the highlights, the biggest talents of NXT. Uh, with that said, I, I think that they've done themselves no justice in this process. 
you know, if, if all you're going to show us is Undisputed Era or uh, a couple guys here or there, uh, it doesn't help any. You know, I think an invasion isn't an invasion. If we think back to ECW or WCW or any of these invasion angles um, or even in WCW, uh, the NWO invasion angle. Or even in recent years, Nexus, you know. If we think back to these, it, it gives us a better uh, understanding of what should be happening. But we're not getting that. We're getting a very light invasion. Uh, which is awkward to me. It's it's weird because, you know, you think uh, they'd use Velveteen Dream, for example. And uh, let him invade in some aspect. We haven't gotten that. Uh, but I think, you know, for someone who wants to be on the main roster so bad, why wouldn't that be something that you would play up to? I don't know. Anyway, that is the pre-show. That's what I expect to happen. Um, I don't know. How do you not have Walter go over in a big, big way? I mean, it's freaking Walter, for Christ's sake. Um, I don't know. I really, I don't know how you, how you plan that, how you do that, not, not use the guys to the best of their abilities and what you're booking, but that's the pre-show, and I will be back with the post-show thoughts uh, after I watch Monday Night Raw. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. All right, let's talk about something good that actually uh, happened on Monday Night Raw. And I think that was a good match between Adrade and uh, Cedric Alexander. It was a short match. Um, and I think that's why it made it good. WWE and wrestling in general these days seem to think um, overly long matches are better. Um, and as fans, we've claimed, clamored even for longer matches for a long time. So, man, give us, give us a match that lasts longer than three minutes. And so WWE's like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. And the indies are like, yeah, we need longer matches. And they look like a match that you would see on one of these 2K games. Button smash, just uh, 50 finishers, just constant, just un- unending matches. With a guy that does... Uh, a stunner and a super kick and a pedigree and a rock bottom and a choke slam and has an ankle lock. It's just 
Stop! Just give me a basic match. And that's what this was. And it was amazing. Amazingly fresh. We had a match between two wrestlers, a face and a heel. What? A face and a heel? Get out of here. And um, the hills cheated. The face did not. And, you know, everybody kind of did their part and everybody kind of got in their stuff. And then the heel ended the match with his finisher. A finisher that actually ended the match. Wow. Hot damn. Look out. Here's the thing. This short match, very brief. Um, and it took place in between, you know, you didn't have to cut away to a commercial. They didn't have to go to the little box on the side. I don't think. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a short match. It was a good match. You had your back and forth action. And, and everybody did their part. And everybody looked better for it. Now, does it make Cedric look like he's in line for U.S. title shot or IC title shot or anything like that? No. Does it make Adrati look look better? Yeah, you know what? He inched forward. Could this be a best of seven series in the future? Sure. Will we ever get it called that? Probably not. Now, I don't want to see them do Cedric versus Adrati every week on WWE TV. But if you want to feature both of them competitive matches even this length and have someone get over and someone take the loss it is for the best that you have matches like this matches to bring the fans back into the focus matches to help us get over the stupid shit you do and that's good for everybody I want to see more of this less of the other shit so uh, a good uh, applauds for Paul Heyman or whoever the hell decided to book Andrade versus Cedric Alexander good job let me put that out there Uh, so hopefully that means next week Andrade gets to face somebody else have a good match and this would be a great place for Andrade to start building some momentum and uh, move up the card you know I think this guy should be upper card at all times Um, he's very good both of these guys are good I would love to see both of these guys move up the card feature both of these guys every week Uh, we did get a McIntyre match um, against Sinkara, who announced on Twitter yesterday, I believe, that um, he's done. He's done with the company. He did recently sign um, another deal with WWE, but he has now had a signing remorse, and he wants out of his contract. Um, I think this was probably the write-off match against McIntyre uh, we did see McIntyre powerbomb him on the outside of the ring although this was a pretty good match too um, although I 
watching it, I, I just feel like Sankara. I, I feel like he's done. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he's ready to move on. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if anybody else got that feeling too, but just his 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 uh, body of work in the ring just felt like he's tired of WWE. Maybe that's just me reading into things, um, but. You know, I, I hope the best for Sin Cara in the future. Of course, he was formerly a Hunico in WWE as well. Uh, and his association with uh, Camacho, who, uh, as we know now, is uh, Kamatanga's brother over in New Japan. So, uh, Tangaloa, or Tangaroa, and... It, I don't know. I don't know what we'll see in the future for Sin Cara. Is he just going to go back to Mexico? Is he going to go somewhere else? But it's it's a it's a shame because I I feel like there's some uh, definitely some missed opportunities with Sin Cara. I know he's been injured and out for a while, but uh, besides being an ambassador for WWE, I feel like surely they could have used him with uh, Lucha House Party, with Rey Mysterio, and in any of these other capacities. Um, that wasn't just jobber related, but uh, you had a talent here that could have been featured doubly since he is in car and he was Hunico. You could have easily had him come back as Hunico um, in long sleeves or uh, some sort of outfit or whatever. I I don't know. I mean, to me, I'm I'm the per- type of person who looks for resources. And if you have a resource, you should use it to your nth degree to get the most out of it. Uh, this is one of those situations you could have used. You could have had Sin Cara more over an, an upper level guy and had Hunico as a jobber. You could use them both as jobbers. You could use them in different capacities, different different ways in storytelling. Um, obviously, you could never do Sin Cara versus Hunico, but uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, McIntyre wins uh, in an easy win with McIntyre. At least they're keeping McIntyre in the spotlight, I guess. But that was it. Um, let's see up next. Speaking of spotlight, we got the War Raiders. They fought uh, UK NXT talent. Uh, Mark Andrews and uh, uh, whatever his name is. This was a squash. This was a squash match. Let's be honest. This was a squash match. I don't even know why you do it. And I'm... I'm confused. I'm confused because... Why? What are the... Are the War Raiders? Are they faces? Are they heel? Does anybody know... Does anybody in WWE know their face or their heel? Or why, why are we getting what we're getting every week with these guys? I mean, they're, they're fighting jobbers. They're fighting faces. They're fighting heels. Don't tell me they're tweeners because fuck you. Tweener is not in alignment. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. War Raiders come out and I'm just like, I don't care. You've done nothing to harder 
uh, garner sympathy or empathy or any emotion for me whatsoever except disdain because you've made me not care for them which is in my opinion not good it's not a good look on champion or championship so there uh, next what do we have what 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 else do we have besides we had Seth Rollins come out and uh, tell us that he's the best ever. Let me just put this out there. If you're a face and you come out and you do this Trump rhetoric of I'm the best, I'm the greatest, I do the best moves, I have the greatest moves, um, you know, I'm the best there is out there. And you, This is the same shit he does on Twitter. And it comes off so asinine because it's somewhat out of context. He's not cutting a promo in the ring and and using what little bit of charisma he has. On Twitter, it comes out, I'm the best there is. And it comes out really asinine, really obnoxious. And then you have this whole portion of the fan base that just despises Seth Rollins. He doesn't. Does he even realize he's heel on Twitter? I don't think he does. The only people that love him on Twitter are his little stands. Um, I mean, wow, total heel on Twitter. Comes out, he's like, "I want to fight the best." That is, that's admirable. You want to fight the best? That's great. Um, don't come out and say you're the best there ever was, and and think that somehow you're edgy and. Your, your Brett Hitman heart or something. I don't know. It it comes off really obnoxious. And, uh, man, I don't want to hate Seth Rollins. I really don't. I don't want to hate on him. Um, but, you know, watching him, listening to him, reading his tweets doesn't make me want to like him either. And, uh, so I'm, I'm neither here nor there on Seth Rollins except, uh, Gosh, you know, if you're going to claim you're the best in the world, you really need to have some uh, something to prove it than me suspending belief on a win-loss record. You know what I'm saying? Um, I need to be able to watch you and go, man, this guy knows what he's doing in the ring. And when I watch Seth Rollins work, I don't think that. I don't. So, you know, he calls out the best UKS offer. Out comes Imperial. Walter. Motherfucking Walter. That should be his name because uh, Walter's a bad man. Walter knows what he's doing. When you want to come out and you want to claim you're the best there is, you want to work with the best, you want to beat the best, uh, and Walter comes out, Seth Rollins should have just left the ring. He should have dropped the mic, left the ring, walked up to Walter, shook his hand, said, I'm sorry, and left because... Walter is by far better than Seth Rollins. Um, Walter had a huge indie following, of course. Uh, a lot of people don't know who Walter is. Walter's hard hitting. You know, we talk about working tight. Uh, Walter likes to work tight, and um, I think Seth is probably lucky. Walter went a little easy on him because uh, we've seen Walter work tight and. We've heard those slaps and chops, and sadly, Seth didn't get those 
chops all over the ring uh, like we wish he had. So uh, there, there is that. Uh, I was really looking forward to this match. And I was a little bit let down, to be honest. Uh, you know, if Charlotte Flair has sold like Walter sold for Seth, I wouldn't be bitching about that tag team match. Walter sold for Seth like a million bucks, in my opinion. And he didn't need to. I, he didn't need to at all, I don't think. Uh, I mean, really. You want to compare the two, and you want to put Walter in there with Seth, and then the match we got out of it was kind of like, uh, I wanted to see Walter just beat the shit out of him, to be honest. Um, that's what you want from a Walter match, because that's what you see from a Walter match. And to make it look like Seth Rollins was going to beat him, I think it was a bad, bad choice. Let me just put it this way. If you want a money-making match, in my opinion, you want to get the purists, the, uh, you want the most entertainment value, whatever, out of wrestling. You want Walter. You want him in a good position. And they had a hard time signing Walter because he had no uh, uh, desire to work the United States wrestling scene, to be honest. Sure, he'll work here or there, but, you know, he doesn't want to sign that big deal to work Raw or SmackDown. They were able to sign Walter to NXT UK because, you know, it's close to Germany where uh, he has his uh, wrestling place and whatnot, his school and stuff. If I was Vince McMahon, Triple H, Stephanie, Linda, whoever with WWE on the up and up, I would throw every penny I could find at Walter. I would give him my personal luxury jet and sign this guy to a deal for Monday Night Raw. And I would shut, have him shuttled in every every Raw. Shuttle him in from, from England or Germany or wherever. And, uh, you know, have him come over Sunday. Like, get settled in. Have his Monday Night Raw. Have him fly back out for the rest of the week. And let him do what he wants to do. It would be worth it. Because Walter is that fucking good. His psychology in this match was by far so much better than everybody else's. I mean, he's not just reaching over the ropes and pulling Rollins up by the hair and Rollins standing up. He's reaching through the ropes, not over the rope. He reached through the ropes, pulls him up a little bit, reaches through the ropes, pulls him up a little bit more, pulls him to a staying position. Like what he did prior to put him on that ring apron actually mattered. Every move mattered. That's what I'm talking about psychology-wise. Every move matters. I would throw everything I got at Walter. And I would book him as either my top badass babyface or my top badass heel. It wouldn't matter. But let me say this. Brock versus Walter is would be money. 
that would be a money match. That would be a money match. Seth versus Walter doesn't do anything for me. Um, I think you could have Seth gotten the shit beat out of him last night. Imperium cheat and Seth pull out a win. Maybe somebody come out from the back and then Seth do the roll-up. I thought the Imperium jump in was fine, I guess, to set up for the eight-man. But, (coughs) excuse me. But as far as Seth Walter, it it made Walter look a little bit weaker. But, eh, whatever. I I did enjoy the eight-man. I just had one moment, though, that was just like, what? I never, I saw Kevin Owens get the hot tag, but I never saw Kevin Owens tag anyone else. Uh, so, yeah, that Seth getting the pinfall was confusing. Um, did Seth tag back in? Did anybody know? Because I'm pretty sure it was just Kevin Owens at the hot tag. So, that left me wondering because I don't think Seth tagged back in. So, again, continuity-wise, there's issues. Um, yeah, besides that, we had the, uh, six man earlier on. We saw Ricochet and Umberto being challenged by the club and Randy Orton and Ricochet got something going on. Whatever is going on there. I don't know. Uh, suddenly Randy Orton is a face again. How's that happen? No idea. Um, antagonistic face, but okay. I don't know what they're planning here. Uh, the match itself, Orton was antagonistic toward Ricochet. It looks like we're we're going to enter like a mentorship. I I don't know how I feel about this. I still don't know. I mean, uh. Ricochet needs something. He does. He needs something to put him to that next level. I don't care much for his movesets, his matches, because, like I said earlier, it looks like a 2K game match. You know, it's like some uh, 13-year-old made the Ricochet character, and they've given him all these moves... And uh, it's just, that's how his matches feel. It's just, I don't know. I don't care for him. You compare Ricochet to Andrade or Cedric or something like that, I'll take Andrade or Cedric over Ricochet any day of the week. I'm not saying he's not talented, but I don't care for his matches. They're just too spotty. It's just move, move, move with no thinking behind the moves. So, yeah. Uh, might as well have called him Hunter Jericho the heartbreak man that's how stupid he looks up there sometimes anyway we have this matchup um, Orton very antagonistic Ricochet all throughout the match doesn't tag in until the end gets the hot tag then we tease the RKO on Ricochet but he hits AJ tags in Alberto Alberto gets the moonsault and one two three so they're still pushing the Umberto thing in this match, which was great against uh, AJ Styles. 
uh, and then you got the, the Ricochet Orton thing, okay. But, again, the club takes a loss. Um, I don't know. I mean, you have the U.S. champ, you have the best tag team in the world, and still yet you're you're jobbing these guys out every week, it seems like. Um, I just, I don't know. I mean, is, is this the best way to go about it? These these were the guys you just had invade NXT and lose, and then they come home and they lose. So, you know, I'm gonna go out and, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Next week on Raw, I'm gonna say the OC loses. How do you take them seriously? I mean, AJ still has some credit, but how do you take the rest of the group seriously? I can't. Anytime I see Anderson Gallows come out there, I'm like, oh, man, they're going to lose. Why? Because every week they lose. So, um, yeah, WWE has a big problem. I don't know what they're going to do with Orton Ricochet. That closed the show, by the way. That was your main event. That was your closure for Raw. Um, Orton Ricochet business. I'm going to say Orton Ricochet is going to be on Team Raw is what we're going to see. Orton Ricochet on Team Raw for whatever reason. and I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I'm not even intrigued by it. And let's not forget Lana's pregnant with Rusev's baby. So that storyline still going. Bobby Lashley still boring as hell. The black hole of charisma that is Bobby Lashley. He's not even a black hole because at least a black hole information falls in. It stays on the event horizon and charisma does not stay on Bobby Lashley's event horizon at all. It just disappears. So whatever you would call that. Bobby Lashley is the stovetop boiling away charisma at all times. So, uh, yeah, poor Rusev, poor Lana, poor Bobby, really, that nobody can figure out what the hell to do with him. Poor Bobby Lashley. Uh, I guess that's going to do it for me today. That's my post-Raw thoughts. Uh, uh, Let's see, anything on positive note besides Adrade and Cedric Alexander? I, I don't know. I was hoping they would continue some some invasion stuff they did with Bailey and Shayna. Of course, they had the UK aspect, but I was I was really hoping they would pour on the UK aspect, really, really get some heat. Because um, yeah, you know what, NXT UK that's still NXT. It's still NXT, and uh, you know, are we going to see them at Survivor Series? I don't feel like we are. You know, so hopefully we'll get Imperium as Survivor Series in this aspect. Um, man, it, it just could, it could be so much better. I don't know. I just feel let down. Um, apparently, ratings-wise, um, every hour was bleeding 300,000 views. So they started off big and just kept bleeding 300,000. 600,000, 900,000 by the third hour. So they lost like basically a million viewers 
throughout the night. Um, not good. You know, if you're putting on a good show top to bottom, you should want people sticking around, especially if they know this is coming up, this is coming up, this is coming up. Uh, so I don't think that's good. Plus all the leaks as to, you know, who's going to be on the show and whatnot. You would think that people would stick around. So yeah, I don't know. What do you do? Better storytelling, better character development, better wrestling in the ring. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to give this show this week. It's, it's the first show, you know, having, you know, NXT's coming up, SmackDown at the end of the week. Yeah. So obviously, Raw, despite all of his failures, still number one, but there's no competition. Um, I don't know. The only, there isn't that, that much great stuff, in my opinion. Did it move things forward? pay-per-view wise ah, inched it maybe you know it, I, I don't feel like there's anything written in stone pay-per-view wise yet um, besides a few matches so I don't know you, know, you really wanted to turn some heads you would have said uh Hey, here comes the NXT UK Tag Team Champions, and they're going to fight the War Raiders. You make it a four-way. That would have got people talking. Um, Shine a little bit light on NXT UK as well. So, yeah. There you go. I I have no idea. I think I feel feel like I would have had Adam Cole and uh, Undisputed Era on this show again. And... uh, you know, maybe instead of Seth, maybe maybe had a little bit of a showdown between Walter and an undisputed era. You know, get NXT UK involved in this as well, and and them saying, "Hey, we're not the redheaded stepchild here. You want to do SmackDown versus Raw versus NXT? Well, hey, we're part of NXT too, but we're not going to take a backseat. Do it all. Put your best foot forward. Goddamn." You need it right now, WWE. Um, yeah. All right. That's going to do it. I, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was a great Raw. Maybe not their worst in years. But, yeah. Oh, wrestling, wrestling fans. fans. Ah. Psychology still matters. Storytelling should be consistent. Maybe that's why I'm a connoisseur of wrestling. Tweener is not an alignment. I don't want any part of it. Goodbye. Welcome to the fight against Marxism. This is the Square Circle Journal. And now, Just John and the wrestling connoisseur, Sam Keelan.